This is just the start of your story. If you got gut, you get glory. Anyone can make it, even you. Who's flipping HQ? And now's the time you gotta stand tough. Cause if you work hard, you can rise up. Anyone can make it, even you. House Flipping HQ. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Justin Williams. What's going on, House Flipping Nation? Jay Will up in here. Hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Hope you've had a great week. I know we have, geez, I do not know what's going on, guys, but we put another seven houses under contract this past week, and we are just on fire. That makes 29 houses in four weeks. 29 houses in 28 days. It's insane. I I've, I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like I've talked before about, you know, the first deal is harder to get than the next 10, and the next 10 is harder to get than the next 100. I'm starting to feel like at the next 100, it's harder to get than the next 1,000 type thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to keep going on or how what's happening, but things are going good. I'm super pumped about it. Of course, not every single one of those deals will probably go through. We've got a uh, – those pendants was filed on one of them. I got a letter in the mail. So that's kind of on hold, but the seller still thinks it's going to go through. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I don't, at the end of the week, I don't count a deal. Usually no within a day or two if it's going to go through or not. And I usually will not count it if it doesn't, or I'll go back and retract it. So uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, even if there's one or two that don't fall, don't go through, that's, it's incredible. Um, so once again, my goal is not to buy a house a day, <laughs> like we've been averaging. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can do 200 this year. I'm excited. So we're still, you know, I'm still being uh, cautiously optimistic. It is a great right now. The market's crazy. It's on fire. Um, at least here in California and in some of the other areas that we're selling houses in. Things, I mean, interest rates are great. Uh, buyers are coming out to buy, and sellers are coming out to sell. Um, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, unlike 2013, though, we're still keeping a pretty healthy margin. Because I don't know, you know, how long this is going to continue. I do know if the market continues to be on fire for too much longer, then the affordability and all kinds of things start to change. So while it is a great time to be in this business, I still encourage you to be uh, be cautious. Make sure you're still getting a decent, healthy margin, and or wholesaling houses if you're new to this business. You know, analyze your own situation. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Know where you're at. Um, you know, don't take on risk that can you know put you under. Make sure you're setting up the deals in a way that is um, is, is beneficial to you. Okay, I, I've talked before about the seven things you can do to minimize or eliminate risk in this business, and make sure you're doing those things, and, and make sure you know your own situation. You've got a plan B if that makes sense for you. Uh, but it's a good time, guys. It's really exciting. So I I want to just be like get out there, make it happen. But also you know be smart. You know, I was, I was watching Shark Tank the other day, and this guy comes in, and there's actually this couple uh, who have just spent, like, so much money, all their retirement, all their kids' college funds and on starting this business, and it doesn't look like the business is going to go anywhere. And, you know, at the end, one of the sharks was saying, you know, that's that's the problem with, um, 
you know, sometimes when people get this, this idea that's, that's unreal, I don't know how to describe it, right? So you, you want to take action, but you want to make smart decisions. So you guys are in the right place. You're getting educated. You're learning. You're, you're paying attention to what's going on in the market. And then just know, you know, it's, it's not just about taking risk. It's about taking, um, mitigated risk. It's about taking calculated risk. It's about knowing your numbers. It's about understanding, getting educated, understanding after repaired values, repairs, holding costs, uh, knowing that you need bigger returns for bigger projects that could be higher risk, knowing all those things. Okay. So I don't mean to go off on a tangent there, but I just, I want you guys to get out there and, and take action and recognize that there's two different kinds of action. There's the action that you can take that isn't going to lose you any money, and there's the action that can lose you money. So once you start to go into that territory of action that can lose you money, just make sure that you have healthy margins, that you know what you're doing, um, and, and that you you uh, you really mitigate that risk. Okay. So get out there, take action, be smart, be safe, have fun. It's a great time to be in this business. Um, so this morning, I actually just got done with my acquisitions meeting, my Monday acquisitions meeting last week. We had one of these meetings as well, but we also did property management, project management, and I talked to Kyle about the the education side of the business and all that tech stuff. So today, we just kept it to acquisitions, and I think that was good to really focus in on that. So I'll give you some more details. You know, we started off at seven o'clock this morning with Kel and Vanessa, and we went over the numbers, and we talked about how many houses we put under contract, how all the deals are going, how the marketing's going, what things are going well, what things we think we need to improve on. And then at 7.15, uh, Kyle, my my online tech guy, came on, and we talked about some online marketing stuff that he's working on, and then and how's, how that's all going. And then at 7.30, my, my regular um, in-house salary, whatever you want to call them, team, uh, came on, you know, my, my father-in-law, Darren, you know, Kyle, my, my um, agent, my main agent, they all came on and we just talked about numbers and, and what they're doing and how many houses uh, they either got or how many good leads they have and what kind of marketing they're doing, how much we're spending, where their focus is, what we can help them do to improve their numbers. And we followed up from, from things we talked about last week and we set some goals for this week and where their focus is going to be and where they're going to shift and adjust and change things up. And then that was half an hour. And then at eight o'clock, we brought on a couple guys that I'm doing some um, marketing with with in Florida, and to see how things were going with them. Then at eight uh, ten, we brought on another one of my acquisition partners, another one of my wholesale partners. Same thing with eight twenty, uh, eight thirty, and you know there were a couple that couldn't couldn't make it for this exact call. We'll touch base with with later on, but. It was really cool. I brought them all on. I it allowed me. There's some people that I've kind of been working with that I haven't yet passed on to Keller, or Vanessa, or made that systematized that process yet because I know they had a lot going on and these were relationships that I had already had. And so some of them, you know, we just based on their needs, we sent some of them a little bit of capital to work on marketing. Um, others, you know, I just talked about what we can do to to help them out and. This is part of the reason, guys, why I am buying so many houses. It's because I've got a lot of lines in the water. I've got um, a lot of irons in the fire. I'm not just focusing on one thing. So when you get started, sure, you may be focusing on a little bit less. you got to kind of dial in a little more. Uh, maybe you're focused on two to three acquisition strategies, doing some marketing. Then over time, you you really want to see – you keep a fo- – I don't know how to explain it. You keep a focus – 
Uh, like my focus is team building, basically. Um, so it's not like I'm getting distracted by working with all these people because that's my focus is them and building them and their team. And kind of my vision that I have with these guys is I know, look, I know that not all of them are going to work out for the long run. I don't mean not work out. Um, you know, we might do some deals together, but then they might decide, Hey, I want to do this or that or whatever. And there will be two to three of them that maybe we go really big with that. We help them figure out how they can grow their business. You know, one of the guys I was talking to and I said, Hey, I don't know where this is going to go, but what I would like to see happen is right now we're just, I'm helping you get to know my team. We're kind of streamlining some things and then we'll see how things are going next week. And then eventually maybe we say, Hey, how can we help you grow this? And you hire someone else and they're taking the calls. And then before you know it, you know, I'm doing 50 to 60, 70, maybe a hundred deals with a handful of these guys, right? Maybe there's more people that I start working with in the future, some kind of drop off or it's not working out in, in a win-win and it makes sense for the long term. But if there's just a handful of people that I end up doing 25, 50, 100 deals with a year, then that's how you can really grow. So just I, I guess I just want you guys to not necessarily do exactly what I'm doing or or you know maybe you're on the flip end of that. Maybe you find someone like me that you're working with that can help you grow. But my point is to help you grow, period. I, I hope you don't ever limit yourself to your growth potential. Um, you know, Keep those things in mind. Now, something I will say, we are buying very ag- aggressive right now, but we also have good margins, like I've said before. And it's a good time. You know, It's spring. I just started spring. Summer's coming up. Um, I feel really good about it. Now, once you know, summer's kind of coming to you know, midsummer or whatnot, depending on what interest rates are doing, what the market's doing, I might kind of analyze some things and just be, you know, continue to be um, optimistically cautious. So um, anyway, just trying to keep, keep all those things in mind, keep taking action um, and, and make the right choices out there. And I don't know, I'm just excited. So keep me posted, guys. I love getting all the emails. Shoot me an email at justin at housekeepinghq.com and let me know how things are going. Let me know what you've done since you started listening to the podcast, what you've done to take action. I love hearing those success stories. They just mean the world to me. So also for this week, I want to give a big shout out and a good luck to all the members of the House Flipping Formula Coaching and Implementation Program. This week, they begin the BFF program or the Biggest Flipping Failure Challenge, not program, challenge is what, we're, what we call it. And the way this works, guys, is they are just taking action. Their goal is to take action and get rewarded for the the actions that they take, and not just actions, but the right kinds of actions, I've set up a point system where by doing certain things, uh, by doing cer- certain marketing or prospecting for deals or making offers, they get points based on those actions they take. So the whole goal of this challenge is to get them to focus less on actually just making money and to focus on taking those actions that are going to get them to where they need to go. And it's really exciting. Last year was really exciting. Um, just caused people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. And it's a lot of fun. So I wish you guys good luck. Uh, may the best man and or woman win. I don't mean man. Someone's a man and a woman. You know, if they're partners or, or spouses or whatever. So um, uh, good luck to you guys. And I'm excited to following what they do. And I will keep you guys posted. We will be doing some blogs and have maybe some of them on. 
And I'll let you know how things are going and the action people are taking. What's funny is whenever people take this action, they stop just worrying about the end result and just do what I tell them to do and do the things that they should be doing. They always end up getting so many deals. It's, it's just incredible. It's a lot of fun to watch. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. Also, a quick reminder that our seminar on May 9th, 2015 here in Southern California, Orange County is quickly approaching. Go to houseflippinghq.com slash seminar to get your early bird uh, discount before that goes away. We'd love to see you there. Live events, guys, are are huge. I mean, the podcast is, is amazing. Everything you're doing is incredible. But live events and making those connections are, they're just, there's no, you can't put a price on it, okay? So the amount that it costs is is phenomenal. Hope to see you there. Would love to meet you guys in person. com slash seminar. We will see you there. Okay, so for today's interview, um, it's, it's a little interesting. I typically bring on guests who are just focused on flipping or wholesaling houses and the single family residence. Uh, but a few weeks ago, I was interviewed by somebody who uh, their focus is land, but they had me on their show. And it, it piqued my curiosity a little bit. Just kind of want to learn more about um, land. I don't know a ton about land and how he's making money doing land. So it's kind of an interesting interview because I keep you guys in mind when I do these interviews, right? I, I'm, I mean, part of it was for me just because I wanted to learn. But then also I was thinking about my listeners and I want to make sure that you guys stay focused on what you're doing. I I believe strongly in, in focus being a huge part of success. There's a lot of shiny objects out there, uh, a lot of different ways to make money. And I always talk to my team and other people, you know, we keep 90% of the time we're focused on what we're doing and what's working for us now. And then 10%, we're kind of looking for new opportunities and just kind of keeping our ear to the ground and just kind of seeing what's out there. So this interview will, will is inter- it will be interesting to kind of realize, hey, we, you can make money doing lots of different things. Um, if that's something that interests you, you can you know contact Mark and get in touch with him more. Um, but just be sure to focus. You know, once again, I'm I'm not just here to bring on interview after interview and, and have you guys just pump out content. No, the goal is to really have you be successful. Um, so I, I care about you guys. I like to take care of you. So I want you to keep that in mind. Focus on what you're doing, keep a focus. Um, and if this is something interesting you want to learn more about, that's fine as well. But just recognizing that there's so much opportunity out there, right, um, is is pretty cool. So hope you guys enjoy this interview with uh, the land geek, Mike Podalski. Hope I'm saying his name right. But it's pretty good interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, take it away. <laughs> All right, House Flipping Nation, we have got something special today, a little different than usual. We are going to be talking about land with the one and only land geek, Mark Podolsky. Did I say that right, Mark? You did. Beautiful pronunciation, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. I practiced a long time. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Um, Pulse is still normal. Respiration's fine. I I really can't complain. Can't complain. No, no one's gonna listen anyway, right? So. Oh yeah, no one no, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mark reached out to me and had me on his show, um, the the Land Geek, and. No, no, the best passive income model. Oh, I mean the best passive income model. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's the uh, land geek on the best passive income model. Right. Where, where I convinced you, Justin, to say, oh, yeah, Mark, you do have the best passive yes, income model. That, yes, that is his goal. It was it was tough for him to get me there, but he got me there. He got me there. So yeah. I thought, you know, I don't know much about land, and I was just kind of curious. I know normally we talk just about flipping houses on this show, but land has a lot to do with real estate and flipping houses, and um, it kind of did kind of pique my interest. So I thought, you know what? I didn't have a lot of time just to talk to him. I thought, why not bring him on the show and talk to him with you guys? You guys could be a fly on the wall. So this is honestly for my own selfish reasons. I'm just going to you know, pick Mark's brain and let you guys listen in. Because honestly, I don't know a thing about land, except for there's houses on it, and I like houses. So, All right. Well, I, I hope I don't disappoint you. Because the, the land that I typically invest in is not... Um, infill lots to build homes. I don't. I don't really care. I'm just kidding. I don't okay. really care about real estate. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But you know, you know what's funny is I actually had the largest wholesaler in Florida call me, and um, and he's like, Mark, this is amazing. He's like, you know, th- this model works so much better than houses because I can go, I can scale it so much faster. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about it. So. Okay. When I said I didn't love real estate, everyone knows that I really do like real estate because it makes me money <laughs> and um, I can systematize it and I like business, right? But I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm about growing a business. And so, anyway, let's talk. So, right. tell me and, about and just, land. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not emotionally attached to the actual raw land I buy. You're not. I just <laughs> I, no. I I just love the model. I love the system. So here it is. I go out and I make lowball offers to people that owe back taxes and live out of state. And there are millions of people in this country and there are millions of acres of land, right? So that is really the model. I acquire it. Okay, so you, you go know, out, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drill you here, I'm gonna grill you. Drill right? me, okay. go ahead. So you go out and you make lowball offers to people who own land. At, right. They're out of state, right? So if they yeah, own so, land. Yeah, so I wanna, tar- I wanna target that low hanging fruit, right? So if they live out of state, they probably never go visit their property anyways. It's just sitting there. It's raw. It's undeveloped. Yeah. They're, you know, and now they're advertising to the world. They don't value it anymore because they owe back taxes. Eventually, if they don't pay their back taxes, they're going to lose their property Got it. in a tax deed state. Or there's going to be penalties and interests uh, expenses piling up in a tax lien state. And eventually that lien holder will then foreclose on that property to get that property. So you're looking for the combination you know, in real estate. We're always looking for the motivation. You're looking for the combination of someone who is out of state and they own, they owe back taxes on it. You've got it. And those are the people who you're, you're focused on marketing to. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So how do you go about doing this marketing? So basically I like to actually have my VA. Um, we'll get a list. We'll scrub the list. We want properties with assessed values, say $70,000 and under, because at that point, we're getting rid of commercial property, industrial property, single family homes, most likely, right? Okay. And then we can take the land use code. So we're going to send out our bulk offers. And and basically, I like to have that, that envelope handwritten with a nice stamp, right? But that's what I'll have my VA do. If you want to automate it, you could use something like a click to mail, right? Yep. Um, agentpro247.com you could use as well. And um, it's kind of a one-stop shop. And you can do postcards. I personally like uh, an offer letter. And you know the reason being is I don't want to be in the appraisal business, right? I don't want to send out 
a letter saying, hey, I'm interested in buying your property. Because now I'm spending all day long talking to people who want, well, how much are you going to give me for my property? What's my property worth? Because land, unlike um, houses, it's, it's ambiguous what that value might be. They don't know, and sometimes I may not know, but the market will know for sure. So we'll pick up that property, what we think is pennies on the dollar. If we're not absolutely sure based on comps, we'll lock it up with an option. Because we have a non-competitive niche, right? I mean, no one's going on HGTV and watching Flip This Land. It's just not sexy. So, we, so it's, not, it's not competitive. And they don't have any, you know, they don't have backup offers in their mailbox, right? I'm the only game in town for them. So they're like, fine, you know, go ahead and market it for 95 days on a you know, small $50 option. And if the market tells me I can make money, we'll close. If the market tells me there's no interest, I won't. Okay. So you're finding this land. Are you finding it? What kind of list are you getting it from? Like list source or what's your... I, I do like list source. I like to go directly to the county as well. You know, call, call the assessor or the treasurer. So you call the assessor or the treasurer. You go to the county. They give you a list of... What do you what do I ask for? I walk into the treasurer's office or I, I the want, county. I want the uh, delinquent tax list. Okay. Okay. So you're focusing on the delinquent tax list, right? And then how are you combining that with the land? Okay. So then you're going to scrub that list to get that land use code of vacant land, right? And we'll put that in Excel format for our 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 offers. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, I think so. I'm a little slow sometimes. That's so, okay. So you're going to the county or, or you can go on or you can use list source as well, you said? Yeah, list source is great if they can get a good list from that county. Okay. So I just want to know like for me, like okay, so I'm here in California, like literally, like I might after this call call Kel, my assistant, and say, Hey, let's do a, a, a mailing on land. Like what do I do? Right. So basically what you're gonna do is you wanna get that tax delinquent list. You want to scrub that list again because we want to get rid of all the industrial property, all that commercial property. We don't want single-family homes, right? Got we it. just want the, the raw vacant land, okay. right? And then we're going to go to the Oracle. The Oracle is Google. And we're going to take a look at, our, at, at some of the land listings there, and we're going to get an idea for valuation. We're going to see what our property is listed at. We're going to have our assistant contact the assessor right and see if we can get some comparable sales and then we're going to do a little bit of number crunching and we're going to make bulk offers okay at a, at a price per acre that we are very confident is that will be really okay. insultingly so you, before you send out the postcards or letters you prefer to just send out a straight up offer straight up offer straight this up is what offer. we're going to give you for your property so you're doing a little bit of due diligence before you send out these offers very little due diligence. Very little. Okay. Very okay. little. I don't care about the property at this point. I don't care about, you know, anything with the the chain of title at this point. I just want to get an idea. Want to get of, a conversation of, going. You want to see if. No, I don't want. No, I want a conversation going. I, I just yeah. want to know valuation. And it's a take it or leave it offer, and then they come back to me. And then they come back to you, and then from there you can check all, do all your due diligence, check everything. Exactly. Uh, work with the people who are interested. Okay. Exactly. So our response rate is going to be 3 to 5% of whom accepts and we're going to be able to close on 1 to 3%. So are these people like calling you or what do they what do they do? Do they call oh, no. you? They get, they get the offer and then they'll either fax it back, send it back, email it back. 
but I don't want to have a conversation with them. Very rarely do I have to get on the phone. So that's yeah. your goal is to, and, and you probably have a cover letter with your offer basically saying, hey, I'm the land geek. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I'd, I'd like to you know, make you an offer. Here's your offer. And then you give them instructions on what they need to do. Fax this back to me. Exactly. Or whatnot. Okay. So you get the land under contract. Your goal is to get it on um, a, uh, what, what did you say? I'm sorry. Uh, I want, I want, you know, 20, 30 cents on the dollar, 20, 30 cents on the dollar. But your goal is to not just put it under contract, but have it at a, damn, my, my mind's going blank. I, I want, I want to actually buy the property and own it. If I can't, if I don't know valuation, I'll lock it up on an option. Oh, got an option. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, so you will own it. You, you'll, you, you will make an offer and you'll buy it. If you know the value, if you don't know the value, lock it up on an option. What percentage of time do you actually own the property versus doing an option? Well, I like to actually own it. Um, and I've been doing it long enough. I've been doing this full time since 2001. And I've bought and sold over 5,000 properties. Right. So there's there's a rarely a county that I go after that I'm not real comfortable in. Okay. So it's more for, you know, newbies that, you know, are a little unsure. The they, should, they should use the option a little bit more okay. than someone like me, right? Yeah, to protect themselves a little more. To protect themselves, absolutely. So, okay, so that you make a and, and it also helps them with their their cash flow as well, because eventually you're gonna buy cash unless you get an investor. Yeah. Okay, so you buy the you buy the land, you pay cash for the land. Um, do you use like financing, or are you using your own capital? Um, I do a combination of both. So you know we've got a fund as well. And then I also use my own capital as well. Okay, but is this something like if I get a house, like land under contract, can I have like private money lender or hard money lender or a bank lend me money or they don't lend money on land? They won't lend money on land. No, okay. you used to be able to do it. Now, you know, unless it's gonna be a, uh, you know, they could lend maybe 50% on a property you're gonna go vertical on. Yeah. But this property you're not gonna go vertical on. And at the end of the, a private money lender, I guess you just have a conversation with them. I mean, I'm sure private money is private money. So. Private money, but they don't want, to get stuck with the land. I know, but I'm talking about like, I know people personally that I have a relationship with that if I can convince them, hey, I bought this land for a super still, can you lend me a percentage of what I paid for it? I could probably convince them to, to lend on it. But anyway. absolutely. Yeah, a yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's do it all day long. Yeah. and Justin, your average return on this is going to be 300% on a flip over a thousand percent on a note. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I'm just, just, uh, just making sure. Okay. Um, so if your private money lender knows his numbers real well, after a while they'll be happy to give you money. Yeah, depending on how you know if we do a JV partnership or they pay a flat return or, or whatnot. Okay. Right. So I, I buy this land, and then how do you? So how do you sell the land? So we're gonna f go. You know, first to who's the best person to buy the land? We have a built-in buyer already. Unlike houses, Justin. Uh, gotcha. So you have people who want to buy land? I don't know. No, no. I'm asking you. Who's, who's going to be the best buyer for this property? I don't know. The neighbor. The neighbor. That's right. You, you the neighbor does not want someone coming in that they don't know. So, so that's. Buying, I guess in my mind, for some reason, I picture you buying like these big, huge chunks of land out in the middle of nowhere. You're trying to buy land that's like a lot of land. Or no, wait. What are you... Where are you buying? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're on the neighbor. Well, we're opportunistic. I mean, you know, I bought 640 acres, right? And there were, you know, the neighbor was was BLM. 
So they weren't my, my built-in buyer. So that's the first person we go to if we have a neighbor. If we don't have a neighbor, then we're going to use our all the marketing channels that are inexpensive at our disposal. We're going to hit Craigslist. So we're going to hit uh, you know, our list that we should be building. We're going to hit eBay. We're going to hit landandfarm.com, landwatch.com, landflip.com, landsofamerica.com, landhub.com. There are these land sites that actually have tons of land buyers on them. Okay, cool. So that's where land buyers go. So you try to yeah. get the neighbor first. Now, but some you said, you know, several hundred acres, but what's the smaller parcels that you're buying? I mean, you could buy a parcel that, you know, is is a residential lot that might be, you know, a quarter acre. Typically, you don't want to go under, I mean, depending on the actual development. If it's, you know, three quarters of an acre and it's a bit raw or under three quarters of an acre, you can't put a septic on anything less than, than three quarters of an acre. So why, why do you say septic? What I mean, you well, they're like going to they're they're build on it one day then they need to have that size. Sure. So it sounds like you're not buying land that's like, okay, here's 10 houses or 20 houses, and then here's a plot of land sitting right here with a vacant land with no house on it that needs a house. No, I, yeah. I mean, those are called, what we call it like infill lots. I don't I don't want those. Okay. To, yeah. I mean, look, I'll buy anything pennies on the dollar. But you're probably not going to get but that not, yeah, for those, pennies yeah. on the dollar. Exactly. Okay. Right. I mean, those those people are typically not going to be distressed. Yeah. 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 And they're going to be more sophisticated depending on the area as well. And they'll just contact a broker. Like, hey, you know, there's 20 houses around me. This land's going to be worth something. Yeah. Right? Okay. They're not going to sell it to a land geek. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. So you're buying this property, tying it up, whatever, and then you sell it. Um, and I'm not, I think I'm trying to overcomplicate it, but what am I missing? Like, you're not missing anything. <laughs> so, you know, so, so basically we sell it. And um, at that point, we rinse and repeat. Yeah, that's it's 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 a really it's a really basic model in the sense that you only have these three things: you've got a buyer, you've got a piece of land, and you have a seller, and that's it. It's not any more complicated than that. Okay, cool. I like it. So you're basically wholesaling land. I mean, as far as in real estate, you put a house under contract, you sell it to someone else. Um, anyway. I'm just yeah, but I, I like the passive income of it, where I might get, you know, my down pay, on my down payment, I might get my whole principal out, and then I'm getting payments each month on a land contract. Okay, now, got it, gotcha. Okay, so this, you this could, you now, could now I've got yeah, now I've got passive income without a renter, without having to deal with repairs, no renovations, and no rodents. Yeah, I've got uh, you know migraine-free uh, real estate tenant. Okay, so someone is, okay on a land contract, basically explain to everyone what a land contract is. Okay, so a land contract is a contract that states that the property will stay in my ownership until they pay off their promissory note, right? Yeah. Now, if they miss a payment in the land contract, they have, if they're 35 days late, then we send out a letter, certified letter, saying they have 30 days to cure. They're in default. After 30 days, I just resell that property. If they've paid in thousands of dollars on that land, I keep it. If they've made any improvements on that land, I keep it. So it's you co- own the land, but they're renting it. So there's no, yeah. So there's no foreclosure, right? Yeah, but they're allowed to make improvements to it. Of course, you, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so you know, it depends on how the contract reads. Some sellers won't let you do anything until you've made 12 payments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
but but the idea is they might be building a house on it or something like that or doing yeah. septic or, or whatever exactly I, i've got shacks and i've got wells on property that people put on and, and lost okay so there's Actually, some, yeah. sometimes you can sell a house on I mean, the land straight up sometimes you get the passive income now look i'll be honest like i flip houses right i'm not a big rental guy so passive income to me is cool right i mean i i believe cash buys um cash flow right so <laughs> yeah, cash, but, but what you're cash, saying cash. is you can make more money it's not just usually when i hear passive income or rental property i'm like eh, that to me just sounds like okay you want to make less money do this but you're saying that it's a pretty dang good return. It's not like I'm getting 6% on a rental property or anything like You're that. You're making over 1,000%. And it, let's say you need the cash, right? Now you've got a seasoned note yeah, that yeah. you could sell 70, 80 cents to an investor and get your cash out and make these huge returns. Now, when I first started out from 2001 to 2007, I was a Justin Williams with land. All I did was flip, 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 right? Yeah. But that's a hustle. It's a total hustle. And you had Once to keep you my systematize inventory. it. Once you yeah. Systematize it. Yeah, I mean, so you, you systematize it, but even still, I have less anxiety now, knowing that if I take a month off, right, and nothing happens, I've got all this income coming in, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I don't disagree. Everyone, everyone has different philosophies. I just prefer, you know, go flip a hundred houses, and then you can take all the time off you want if you want. Well, no, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, like, I, agree. I could take. A year off, two years, three years, you know. But anyway, but, all right, we won't get into that. Too but much. yeah, but you know, but you also have market risk as well when you're constantly. And, just and there are, you know, not everyone. Look, I've created a housing system where I can flip over 100 houses a year, but not everyone's going to do that. So that's, you know, there's definitely something to be said about passive right. income and whatnot. So, um, okay, so give give me an example. Give me like a case study, like of, of okay, how, here, a, a piece of land that you did recently. Okay, so here, here's one of my students. This guy's 76 years old, right? This is a great story. He's 76 years old. He gets into our program. He starts making offers, right? And no real estate experience. And he buys some property out in the Adirondacks. He buys like, I think it was, it was four parcels for $8,000 and it had $4,000 in back taxes. Two weeks later, he flipped it for $60,000. That's a that's a nice deal. Okay. No, yeah, that's a nice deal. And and look, that's right. one of your students. That's the whole that's one of my students, right? You, no, right. You I, want, start, I want from you like I'm talking about like the land contract deal. Like I want okay, So okay, so I buy four I buy a 40 acre parcel for $2,500. For, right? 40 acre parcel for 20 When did you buy this piece of land? Um, let's say a year ago. No, I want like a recent example. Give me a oh. recent one. Just okay, like so a regular example, like no nothing like like a real okay guy, like a normal. So I, so I just bought a five acre parcel. I just bought a five acre parcel in Colorado. Okay, for eight hundred dollars. Okay, right. It had two hundred dollars in back taxes. Okay, so a thousand dollars, and then we just flipped that for nine thousand nine ninety nine 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 dollars down ninety nine bucks a month. That okay. was so like, ninety nine dollars a month for for uh, how long? For what is that? Ten years. Okay. Got yeah, it. something like that. Um, again, I have an acquisition manager, so. Okay, so obviously that's a very good return on your money. Um, it's a huge return, right? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That, that. 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 pencils all day long. What I don't like to do is buy rental properties that I'm getting six percent, seven percent on, or or less on my capital, right? So that's why I'm yeah. like, 
Eh. No, I I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great. I would definitely do that all day long. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean. And, and Justin, no headaches. Yeah. No. no I might. I might try it out. In, right. I might try it out. I might try it out. Right. I mean, we're already doing our marketing. I may as well plug it in, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. I mean, anything. I know this. This is going to be kind of short. I don't. I, I mean, it's kind of too simple. Sounds like so. <laughs> I want to ask you about repairs and everything. That's what, see how you're yeah, throwing me no, off my mojo. I'm like, and what about your contractors and your financing? Yeah, I've got no contractors, no financing. I mean, this this is really a nice model for people that, like me, um, have no interest in construction. I try to flip a house once. And I'm going out there and I'm meeting the general contractor, and I don't know if I'm getting taken or not. And I didn't enjoy the process at all. So for me, uh, with my background, because I came from an investment banking background, yeah. this made a lot of sense. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it's it's shuffling paper and making money. I have nothing physical to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only the only business I think that is better than this one is life insurance. Because that, then you don't even have anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's really just truly an idea. But this is a lot more fun than life insurance. And life insurance is, you know, a commodity. And, you know, you got, yeah, yeah. We're you know, pricing pressures and all that. But down the rabbit hole. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, um, let's. Uh, that that's good. Good stuff, man. So, Thanks. any any final like takeaways? Any final? Uh, I don't know, like. I think I have the best passive income model, Justin. That's my takeaway. No, I, I think for you, your listeners, good. I might try it out. Yeah. I might have to try it out. We'll do. A, we'll come back on again and and see how it went. So <laughs> yeah, I lo- yeah, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the big, um, the big question mark in land is you've got to learn due diligence properly. Um, you know, you got to be able to to you know quickly do your due diligence. But the great thing with technology now is you know using a, a combination of Google Earth and and crowdsourcing, you can get everything you need um, virtually. Cool. So um, I do like somebody to actually stomp on the on the actual land and create a property report for me. But you know you, you can you know ninety percent of this is is all done over the computer. Very cool. Very cool. Really interesting stuff, Mark. Really interesting. If if someone wants to reach out to you for more information, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, I would go to www.thelandgeek.com. Thelandgeek.com. Awesome. And uh, go there, yeah. Okay, so just go there and they can, they'll get your contact information there? Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, Mark, I like it. Interesting stuff. Always uh, learning new, new opportunities. Guys, don't go out there and get, you know, don't get, you know, don't get too bombarded with too many things you got to focus but pretty cool if you're interested in land reach out to mark and yeah let me know how it goes i'd love to hear about it yeah yeah and justin you'll you'll be my star student i'm excited okay and, you, and, and, by, and the thing is like you'll have a better system than me probably within a month <laughs> yeah. and then and then it's like oh no what did he just do and then i'm gonna come out with like the the land geek on steroids no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, yeah, I mean, you probably will. And that's the great thing about this niche is it's, you know, it's huge. I mean, you know, you, me, and a million other players in this, in this niche couldn't buy up all the land. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm get out there and buy some land. <laughs> all right, Justin. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Mark. So much. 
All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Remember what I said about focus. You know, if you're focused on flipping houses, yeah, you, you can maybe throw that in the mix, but just keep keep a focus. So in closing, guys, um, you know, I've been, we just recently got the movie Annie. And on Saturday, we we put it on the projector and we sometimes will watch movies outside on, on the garage with the kids. We had some friends over. So we got that movie and we watched it. It was my first time seeing it. I, I mentioned the soundtrack before. Um, I think it's a great movie. You know, it maybe didn't get the best ratings, but <laughs> I thought it was good. You know, I've got little kids and I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty inspirational. Um, had a great story. And, you know, in the movie, you've got Mr. Stacks, and that's the old, you know, Daddy Warbucks, right? The guy with all the money worth billions. And he, he just talks about his story. He's talking to Annie and talking about how he came from Queens, kind of came from, you know, didn't have a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, he had a father that worked really hard. And, you know, he, he thought his father died when, when he was 12 and they got to spend a lot of time together. But he, he just talked about how he just wanted to work hard and, and change his life. And, you know, he talked about how the harder he worked, the more opportunities he got. Basically, you guys probably heard the saying, the harder I work, the more, the more, the luckier I get, right? Um, and he's talking about working with the, the hand you're dealt, you know, the, the hand that you're dealt in life sometimes may not seem to be the, the most ideal, you know, sure. Are there people that maybe have a quote unquote advantage as far as in life, as far as education, or maybe their parents that came from an entrepreneurial family or, or money or something like that. Right. But I don't know, guys, I, I've seen so many, everyone that I look at that's successful out there, they all have different stories. And the thing that they have in common is they just have such a strong desire and, and it's a un um, faltering uh, drive that they have. You know, they just have that drive and desire and look at things as though not can I do this, but how can I do this? And it doesn't matter what obstacle is put in their way, they figure out a way to to make it work. You guys have heard me talk about the yeah butters before. You know, there are two types of people out there. There are people who will find a way to not make things happen. And there are people who will find a way to make things happen. Make sure you're the latter of those two. Catch yourself. Be careful. Because a lot of times these guys don't realize what they're doing. If you ever catch yourself saying, oh, yeah, but I can't do it because of this. Or this person has this and that. Stop it. Stop it. I've heard it all. I've heard it all from... People saying, oh, you know, I have a disadvantage because of I'm this, have this color skin or I'm this race or uh, the way I speak or I have a job and, or I've got kids or I don't have kids. I've, I've heard it all. And it's all like, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, every single excuse I've heard, I can count 10 people minimum to 100 or more who have achieved incredible success that had that same situation as that person. The only difference is they wanted it more and they found a way to make it happen. So that's what I want to leave you guys with. Um, I'm not saying that it's, you know, all equal or easier for others. You know, I sure. I hope that my kids, I can teach them something and they can have, be a, have a slight advantage because of what they can hopefully learn from the lessons I've learned from. And that's, I think, what we all want to do. But no matter what hand you're dealt, no matter where you are in life, decide today that you are going to 
become achieve your dreams. You're going to become that huge success that that you plan on becoming, and enjoy that ride, enjoy that journey. You know, another thing I've been talking to my wife about is I just have this these thoughts lately about you know, I love what I do. I love you know flipping houses or at least having uh, a business and systems and being able to work with people, but I don't love like every single little aspect of everything I do, right? Um, I don't love the fact that my website has been off and on down and had bug issues for the last few weeks and I have to figure out all this technical stuff. I don't like um, all the work it takes to figure out mailing sometimes or adjusting or when you know someone's not buying houses or something's not working out with one of my employees or, or I mean, there, there's so much stuff or I just got a call from Vanessa and like literally before this call with with a contractor, it's like in another state who sounds like there was not an accident on him, my properties or anything like that. But one of his contractors was in an accident and, and, you know, we paid this guy a few thousand dollars that we now may not get back. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, right? So I don't, that's going to happen, right? You always hear people say, do what you love, do what you're passionate about, but recognize that it's the journey and that it's only about, you know, maybe 10% of the time that you actually have those big, huge, like when you have a bunch of struggles and challenges, which is what we do as investors, but then you have those moments of success and you breakthroughs, that then takes everything that was hard and retroactively makes it incredible, if that makes sense. And in that moment, you feel this immense amount of joy and satisfaction for everything that you've accomplished because of all the struggles and hard times and trials that you've gone through, because maybe you weren't dealt the best hand in life, but you made it happen. You decided no matter what, you were going to make it happen. And that's what makes it incredible. It's not just about the money. It's really not. I mean, is the financial freedom great? Absolutely it is. But it's more, you know, that feeling of of accomplishment and and what you've done. So Keep that thing, those things in mind, guys. Keep it in perspective. You're always learning. I'm super proud of you guys. I can't believe all the people that have reached out to me and all the success they've had. Uh, yeah, it's just just incredible. So uh, anyway, guys, have a great week. Go to housewinghq.com slash seminar. Sign up for the May 9th seminar. I'd love to see as many of you as I can in, in person um, and, and hear how you're doing. I love that kind of stuff. And get out there and crush it and have an absolute great week. And we will see you guys on the flip side. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your your ultimate house flipping resource. For intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com. This is just a start of your story. If you got what you get glory, anyone can make it, even you. Who's flipping HQ? And now's the time you gotta stand tough. Cause if you work hard, you can rise up. Anyone can make it, even you. Who's flipping HQ? So put your gloves on, start training. You gotta get wet when it's raining. If you got hard, you can make it to House Flipping HQ. So take it all. The city's yours. Ask it for more.
you arrange it all. So take it all. The city's yours. It's worth fighting for. It's all yours. It's flipping HQ. Flipping HQ. House Flipping HQ. Man, I gotta take me some voice lessons. <laughs>